Eagle looking great. Here we go. Speaking of things that change slightly for no reason, so for my job, uh, Windows 11 is starting to become more prevalent. And I don't hate Windows 11. I actually like the way it looks. I've always been an early adopter of new uh, OSs. But my big problem with Windows 11 is that it makes me do extra things to do things that I did before. Like if I want to map yeah. a network drive, I have to right click where I would normally click. But then I have to click another button that says show additional features. Oh, yeah, because it's they're babysitting everything, right? Like they're right, right, holding right. everyone's hand and right. Yeah. But why? <laughs> because they're trying to be more like Apple because they, they're trying yeah. to have their own little ecosystem. They're trying to be less customizable. I mean, if I recall correctly, Windows 8 and maybe 10 were also kind of like that when they first ha- they first came out. So I'm, I'm expecting it to be well, different. The, things that, the thing that Windows 10 did is they introduced the settings menu, but then... They, yeah. they just use the, but they still use the control panel. Yeah. And so yeah. even, in, even in Windows 10, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to join a computer to a domain up until I think like a month ago, you had to, you had to open up settings because you would try to open it up in control panel, then it would open up settings. Then you had to click on another link inside of the settings that says advanced computer controls. And then it would take you back to the control panel. Wow. We are just, so. yeah, this is the, the hard <laughs> hitting stuff that everyone is uh, here to, to hear about. That's my rant. I want to talk about. Uh, my rant is that uh, every three days, my laptop resets and asks me if I want to install Windows 11, and then gets real ticked off when I say no. So there's that. That's fair. Is it, it's a work laptop, right? No. Oh, it's my okay. personal laptop. My, no, work, I, it should be a MacBook. And that's will, a whole other rant for another day. I can send you a link to, to show you how to disable those things <laughs> so, they, so they never pop up again. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the thing that we're here to talk about. What do you think? Hi, everyone. Welcome to another, I guess, episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm Anthony. And I am Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. I'm sorry that you're having to deal with Windows 11. It is It is what it be. Yeah, it be what it do. We're not here to talk about Microsoft. <laughs> are there Microsoft-centered podcasts, do you think? I'm absolutely sure. I'm yeah. absolutely sure there are. Yeah. <laughs> Should find them, and uh, I don't. I don't know why we would find them, but we need to. We need to. I just need to know. I just need to know. Leave, leave them a one star review. <laughs> well, I mean, are they pro? Like, I bet you they have podcasts that are a hundred percent pro Microsoft, and then another. The, for every one of those, there's two podcasts that are like, let's talk about why they suck. Oh, some shills. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of both. But we're not here to talk about Microsoft. We're not here to talk about uh, your new earbuds with the magnetic case, which is pretty cool. What brand are those? They are. Uh, oh, now I'm not shilling for them either. Yeah. I'll cut cut that. Edit that out. <laughs> Editor uh, note for later. <laughs> Bleep that. When you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> what are we here to talk about, Chris? We're here to talk about uh, American space western television series created by John Favreau for the streaming Disney the streaming service Disney Plus. The book of Boba Fett. See on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. We talk. Well, first we watch and then we review. Science fiction and science fiction adjacent television, movies, series, uh, visual entertainment, media, really anything of the kind. And then we talk about it and sometimes we make some good jokes. Sometimes we make some Sometimes we make some good jokes. Yeah. All of my jokes are good. So what he means is sometimes he tells bad jokes. Debatable. (laughs) 
All right. So the book of Boba Fett, uh, this is a, it's not a normal episode. Obviously um, we do different themes, do different things. So we're not going to deep dive the pilot. This is more of a, a first impressions discussion. There is so many, there are so many other people you can go listen to and so many articles you can read about the book of Boba Fett. We're adding our two cents in, but it's just going to be two cents. Before we, before we do that, I'm going to walk us through high level, some of the facts about the book of Boba Fett. If we look over here on IMDb, 80,000 ratings, uh, giving it a 7.6 out of 10 star rating uh, with a median score of eight on Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 73% fresh with a 60% audience score. The critics' consensus is the book of Boba Fett could never match the adventures that existed in fans' imaginations for decades, but it earns its commission with spectacular set pieces and Tamura, Tamura Morrison's commanding presence. Interesting. Interesting. Do you have any other facts you would like to share? Metacritic, 59, based on 19 critical reviews. A user score of 5.3, based on 204 ratings. Oh, that's a lot of ratings from Metacritic. Okay, so I don't know if anyone knows this, but I, I actually... I host the stream for us. Like I, like we use some software. Chris is talking to me, but I host the stream. So mm-hmm. the stream description and title are from me. So I've kind of tipped my hand a little bit already <laughs> on how I feel. So let me, let me take a step back. Let me let you let us know how you felt about the book of Boba Fett. Seven episodes on Disney plus new star Wars. Go ahead. I think the 60% audience score is probably where I'm sitting. I don't want to get too far deep into how I feel about Star Wars. I think that's we're on record for how I feel about Star Wars. I love it, but I get to criticize it because you can criticize things that you love. There's something about this. <laughs> uh, I, I made several jokes throughout this, this season that this was the book of Boba Fett and a chapter or two of Mandalorian. You know, it is what it is. Um, I can't change the past, but overall, I think it was really fun. We got to see a lot of stuff about Star Wars that you don't normally get to see. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the show. I, I don't know why you're listening. Oh yeah, all the spoilers. That's the only warning you're getting. <laughs> the last couple episodes of The Mandalorian and, and this show almost in its entirety really turns hard into the space Western that Star Wars originally was. Like if you watch A New Hope, and you like really pay attention. It's just a Western movie. Yeah, you could make the argument that it's King Arthur's story in space, but it's really a Western. All of the steps are there. You get loss, revenge, you know, overcoming adversity. Yeah, gunslingers. A desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like in the in the way the movie is shot, it's very much like a Western. George Lucas is very much inspired by that genre. Uh, especially inspired by Akira Kurosawa, who, who in fact was inspired by spaghetti westerns at all. It all it's a big circle. The cinematography in these Star Wars shows are, is really good. Um, yeah. I don't know who's the director of photography. Dean Cundy, David Klein, and Paul Hugan. Hugan? Hugan. Are credited as c- cinematography. That's all they're credited as. But if we look at the full cast and crew list, let's scroll down a little bit here. Looks like series cinematography, five episodes by David Klein. Okay. Two episodes by Dean Cundy and one by Paul Hewen, um, which is okay. eight episodes. So I'm guessing somebody shared something. Gotcha. I mean, the art department's great. The costuming's 
really good. I don't want to say very good, but it's really good. Which one's better? <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. I think it's really good. I don't think it's great. Um, mm. A lot of people made fun of Tamura's um, dad bod in the season two of Mandalorian. And I'm, mm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here to do that, but um, We're not? I just I thought his costume just looked kind of cheap in certain scenes. In Mandalorian or in this? In, in this. It looked mm. kind of cheap. Yeah. But uh, no, overall, uh, I'm positive. Yeah. I really liked it. I think Johnny, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have, um, they've really just taken over like whatever this Star Wars is. I don't know if they'll ever get to make a movie, but I think they did a really good job. Congratulations. So are you telling me that I have to get rid of all of these occupation Boba Fat jokes that I wrote? <laughs> Am I no. not allowed to say any of those? Do so I need Absol- to get rid of them? Feel absolutely free to do so. That's some deep lore. That's some deep sci-fi wise guys lore. I think it's our fourth episode. Was a little yes. Australian film, alien invasion slash human story, survival story. Yeah, survival story. Oh, um, I'm thinking. What's the uh, what's the '80s movie where the Russians Red invade? Red Dawn. Yes. So it's like a Red Dawn, but with aliens in the woods episode in five. Australia. Episode five of Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Yeah. And then the sequel, I think we did this past August. But Tamura is in it, and he's he's not he's not in the greatest of shapes. Uh, it took me a minute. I was like, hmm, is that? Oh, okay. Uh, and then he lives in the woods for a year, hunting and chasing <laughs> aliens, and somehow gains weight. It's so whatever. <laughs> I'm not here to like. I'm not here to body shame. I'm I'm obviously not fit or anything. It's just uh, I do find it a bit odd. Like when when actors don't, they just it just fell out of place in that particular film. So. The best parts of the of sorry, I'm now giving my opinion, and then we can fight about it. The best parts of the book of Boba Fett are the parts without Boba Fett in it. Okay, I did not care. A, like I didn't care about him. Like I cared about him when he's uh, dancing with wolves uh, and the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> uh, like when I thought that it was becoming a dancing with wolves like analog, I was a hundred percent in. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is very interesting way to take this character. Yada yada yada. And then he becomes head of the crime. The, he becomes a daimyo or whatever very easily. I might add. Like he just kind of walked in and did it. And I don't know why he's doing it. I'm not 100% sure why. I think he's, maybe he's got some sort of sense of, a a larger sense of community or like he feels responsible for Tatooine because of his time with the Tuscans. Are we allowed to call them sand people? Is that not, is that not allowed anymore? So they're not real. Okay, we can still call them sand people. So you, so yeah. I noticed that they didn't use the term sand people at all. This is a work of fiction in this film. So, so or in this this uh, TV show. Look, man, I don't want to be fake racist. Okay, you don't want to. You don't want to. You're. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, I just I I I found myself not caring, and I found myself asking a lot of. I don't want to call them plot holes, but the world building didn't quite make sense to me. And so like I, I've had I had a difficult time suspending disbelief, which is weird because it's Star Wars and I shouldn't have to do that. I should be like, yeah, Star Wars, go, right? But there is a train. There's a speeder train. They're transporting. Tatooine is mostly desert, which apparently is a dried up ocean. That was cool lore. I don't understand why they're there. And by they, I mean everyone. 
I get maybe it's, it's a small trading outpost or whatever, but there's no natural resources. They literally have to ship spice this drug in on one part of the planet and then distribute it throughout. I guess they're making a ton of money selling it to the locals, but they don't really, but the cities don't seem big enough to support that. Like there's, it's like a huge operation worth all of this money. And it's, it, it just didn't quite, it didn't, it didn't quite get it. Also, why are you putting it on a speeder train when you could just fly it over to the, like, you could just land it in the different, there's only three cities that, that they ever mentioned. I don't know. I don't know. Didn't, don't understand it. Bib Fortuna had no one loyal to him whatsoever. He gets shot and they're like, oh, I guess he's gone. And no one, <laughs> no one like raises an arm, tries to shoot Boba Fett in the street. Like he just walks the street and I'm like, you, you're going to get shot, right? Like, well, at what point does he get shot at? I mean, he does eventually, but it's not, it's not what you'd expect. I liked some things, not to just completely put it down. Um, I definitely think I fall in the camp of this was probably never going to be what it was in my imagination. Having read, you know, the Bounty Hunter Tales, Star Wars books when I was 10 to 12 years old. And I think anything shy of John Wick in space was probably not going to be good enough. But they can't do that. They have to keep it at that low PG-13, open for everyone, Star Wars. They had to somehow make him a good guy, Star Wars. And they probably shouldn't have. They should have kept him as a background <laughs> character. He's a great, he's a great side character. He's a great kind of in the in the shadows, right? He that was this whole appeal in the first um the, the original trilogy, the then Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is that he's there. He's a he's the Phantom Menace before there was a Phantom Menace. You know, he's got this cool armor. Darth Vader makes a point of telling him no disintegrations, right? Like I'm not doing a Darth Vader voice. No disintegrations, which are like, oh, this guy disintegrates people. And he's like, yeah, all right. And I'm like, oh, that's sure. awesome. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, that's really cool. Like he, he's the bounty hunter out of all of the other bounty hunters that actually catches Han and Luke and, and all this. And... Now he's, you know, he's got a family and a community and, and I, I don't know. I, I didn't buy it. I don't care. They should have left it with the, the dances with wolves, dances with Tuscan Raiders or whatever it is. Dances with Banthas. We'll find the title for this episode later. Dances with wolves was Kevin Costner's. Yes. Native name. That's who he becomes. So, right. Yeah. I'm referring um, to the. Yeah. 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 To so the name of the movie. Not. Yeah. He, he would probably be Sarlacc Spit. Ooh, that's good. Sarlacc spit. Sarlacc spit actually sounds like a band. It does. <laughs> it does sound like a band. It sounds like like a subgenre of music. It's, it's Sarlacc spit. Or like a drink you wouldn't you get understand, it. huh? That's a drink you get. Like when you go to Malcespa, it's like, yeah, give me a Sarlacc spit. This is our local specialty, the Sarlacc spit. Just so you know. Yeah. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven major cities. On the uh, Did you Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. They well, they mentioned two of them in this series, Mas Espa and Mas Eisley. I suspect the whole reason for the the speeder train, and th this isn't me justifying its its place in the 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 show, but while Dinjarin or Dinjinjar, whatever his name is, I, I refuse to call him Mando because you know he's not the only one of them. When he's flying his Naboo starfighter around, he gets pulled over by some. Republic pilots, right? No, oh, that's true. He does get pulled over by the cops. I suspect that the Pike Syndicate brings their spice in on a port, like mm. uh, one of the spaceports, and then uses the train to transport it to other parts of the planet that they can't get to because then 
the new republic might find him that's fair i guess that's good i didn't like everything just seems so lawless like where are where is the new republic where are the yeah. cops in any of the outer rim well they're out there in space harassing people like in every other time we see Tatooine, you you land your ship wherever you want you take off from wherever you want like there's no law or order that that whole scene where he gets pulled over is a little bit of fan service because of the the x-wing pilot but i think it's i don't know that probably could have been better written oh there's a lot of things about this show that probably could have been better written yeah i'm still looking forward to mandalorian (laughs) season three or what hopefully that whatever they do more with him like I really liked him. I liked the side characters. I, like I said, I just think Disney was never going to commit to having a, a villain-focused show. And Boba yeah. Fett's a villain. I think part of the problem is, is like, he he wasn't much of a character when he was first introduced. Like, no. he, I mean, he has, what, less than 10 minutes of screen time? Something like that, yeah. Like... Maybe if you add in his his screen time from, what, Attack of the Clones, he maybe no, 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 has... No. 15 uh, minutes total? Specifically, the original trilogy. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't really matter because um, Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for eight eight and a half minutes of Dr. Hannibal Lecter. I don't want to burst your bubble, but Tamira Morrison is not. Oh, for sure. Um, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, just because you don't have that much screen time doesn't mean you can't make an impact. Which he did. But, but I think the problem is, is he, like, there's nothing there. And so everything... All of the expectations that I think a lot of people had, and I'm not saying that you had this, but a lot of people read all the expanded universe comics or novels. They played all the different games. And so a lot of people were like, oh, this is the Boba Fett I'm expecting where, I mean, I think he makes some appearances in Clone Wars because I've never seen every episode of that show. Um, I don't know. He does, yeah. Like Kay Bane shows up in this and that's kind of cool. That's pretty um, cool. And they they got a little bit of back and forth, some some history there. I just think that they had a completely blank slate or a complete blank slate and then they just botched the landing. You can have a guy do a you can have a hero turn. That's like the whole point of a lot of the Star Wars movies is you can be evil, but as long as at the end of the day you redeem yourself, everything's cool. Like I'm not sure how all those dead kids in the in Revenge of the Sith <laughs> You know, when Anakin, he gets to be a force ghost and they're like, what are you doing here, man? Like you murdered yeah. us in cold blood, but it's okay. Cause he was redeemed. Cause you know, the, he, he found the light. There's a lot to unpack there. I just don't think they did a very good job with this particular story. Cause he yeah. could, he could have been bad the entire time. And I get like part of it's him saying, oh, well, I'm really trying to turn a new leaf. I want to, I want to have a crime syndicate where everyone has buy-in, you know, Mm-hmm. it's not just a boss or employee employer situation. I think he even says to Finnick at some point, he says, I can offer you something that no one else has ever offered you. And he's like community. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Like you're, you're not just a, you're not just an assassin. You're not just a bounty hunter. Like you're, you're like, you help me make the decisions and the whole, like the magnificent seven thing that they tried to do towards the end of this show. Eh, uh, like I said, I, I just don't think it stuck the landing. It could have been great. I just don't think it I just don't think it reaches it's just mediocre. It's yeah. mediocre. Yeah, it's not the kind of scum and villainy side of Star Wars that we were hoping for. Yeah. It reminds me in a lot of ways of the of the solo movie. And that and that you have this established character with kind of a blank slate, but you have all of this now non-canon material that people mm-hmm. like people who are a huge fan of Star Wars 
they know that like, okay, the Han Solo trilogy and these books didn't, don't, didn't actually happen. They might contradict each other at times. The movies obviously take precedent. So the events aren't necessarily canon, but it, the, the way the character's written and who the character is becomes part of it because it's just expanding on what you see on the screen. So it becomes part of it. Uh, same thing with Boba Fett. It, we don't see a lot on the screen, but there's all this extra material and we he becomes larger than life. And yeah, okay, so it, all of these events didn't happen and, and you know, the whole bit, the, the his whole being a clone thing, like, it still works and all this, but who he is as a person, his his personality and what drives him is still very much cemented in fans' minds. It's cemented in my mind, even mm-hmm. more so than Solo's. And so you have these, you have this prequel movie in Solo, you have this sequel in Boba Fett, which is the first time we're seeing, like, you're, you're right, like, he has more screen time in one episode of Mandalorian than he does in the entire trilogy, Star Wars, right? So this is expanding him greatly. And he's just not, he's not the same person. And I don't feel like they did a good enough job of getting him there. That's all. Yeah. I think if you cut one episode of, if you cut Luke Skywalker out of this and you give that to backstory and you have a slower progression and make it be a realization that on a journey that we go along with him, instead of this weird, we're going to show him as he's with the Tusken Raiders becoming Sarlacc spit. And then we're going to show him being all benevolent. Okay. Well, what, something bad is going to happen to the Tusken Raiders and, or, or something. And he obviously goes through some sort of, like we already see what, what he's going to become. And mm-hmm. so it becomes, it makes the journey less interesting. So I, I, yeah. I, I'm now I'm starting to like break down storytelling. That's how <laughs> invested I am. Just take me through, give me two and a half, three episodes of Tuscan Raider stuff. You know, all of the other scenes you show don't have Boba Fett in them. It's other stuff happening. Let us know, like, let us see the modders, like the, the cyber, the people who are deliberately cyborgs. Are they cyborgs? They are, uh, yes. they are cybernetic on purpose. They're modifying their body with with uh, machines, with droid parts, as it were. Like, show me a little bit of them, and like, and have it come up to him needing to take down, like, make it a little bit more personal. I, I don't know. There's there's a different story there where he does become a hero, but without changing who he is as a person. If that makes sense. I actually thought throughout the entire throughout the entire like the first two episodes, I thought it was all going to be. And I, I don't know, maybe I would have preferred this. I don't know if you would have preferred it. But like if the entire show had been the two timelines, mm. the the Tuscan Raider tribe doesn't get wiped out in like what episode two or three. Like we, we get the entire progression and it ends like that story ends. And then that's the and then that's the reason why he acts the way he is. You know, he gets because the timeline's iffy enough. Like, we're not exactly sure when things happen. Like, I understand that he probably crawls out of the Sarlacc pit within, like, I think a couple days after. Oh, maybe you know, Return of the Jedi. Months, I don't who knows. Well, no, yeah, that's the thing is we don't yeah. we don't know. And yeah. so, like, now all of a sudden he's an old man. <laughs> like, well, he was always wasn't he always an old man? I mean, if 20 years are supposed to take place between. Return or Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and A New Hope. He was a yeah. kid at the end of Attack of the Clones. Like, he and there's was, like five years there between those so he was two. Like and he's he's like twelve. Or, so yeah, ten or fifteen, ten to fifteen, and then he would have been at least minimum age of seventeen or fifteen. Yeah, at the beginning of Return or Revenge of the Let's Sith. Let's say seventeen. Put it at the top end, and then it's another twenty years. So he's twenty-seven. No, he's 37. 37, excuse me. My, my yeah. math uh, math in front of people. Yeah. Uh, 37 in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And this and so is, how, what, five, six years later? So he's, at most, at worst case, he's mid-40s. Yeah. 
The timeline, yeah. you know, it's yeah. whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I, I I mean, I liked it. I had fun. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. It's fun to see new Star Wars. The cool little different things that they did. Like, I don't know if you caught it, but the mods, the gang. So I don't know if that's an intentional homage to... So in the 60s, uh, in England... There was like there were there were this actually happened. They were they were people that were called mods, M A U D E S, and they would drive Vespas. Huh. And they okay. were a gang, and they would fight with people who drove like actual motorcycles. And in fact, there's a movie I think with um, not Sting. What's his name? Ziggy Sting. Stardust. Um, David Bowie. <laughs> like David Bowie's yeah. in it. Yeah. And so and they're driving around on these Vespa speeder swoops, whatever they're called. Swoops, speeders, yeah. I don't know what they're called. I was impressed by the Wookiee. It was pretty cool. I don't is he any is he in anything else? I don't know. I didn't look it up. According to Wikipedia, he first appeared in a Marvel comic book series, Darth Vader. Okay, so I assume that okay. that's can I think that's canon. I think the Marvel comics are canon. Yeah. I I was really hoping there just wouldn't be any Jedi. We got I close. Just, I mean, we got very close. I think my favorite part of Star Wars is when there's no force. Same. Because, like, the whole point of having this big lived-in universe is that there's all these different cultures and all these different things. And if if Force users are supposed to represent, like, less than 1% of all citizens of the, the, the galaxy, why are they always around? <laughs> why is it always the same three? Yeah. yeah. But that's storytelling. I mean, it's the same reason in Star Trek that the Starship Enterprise is there for every major event for yeah. that seven years. <laughs> oh yeah well i mean but we are also on the enterprise <laughs> that's a that's a storytelling conceit I, I give it to them that's fine i didn't mind the sequences with uh wherever they were with the jedi with luke and and grogu and all that like it is weird that it was basically just a full-blown mandalorian episode or two in the middle of it well it's an interesting you and choice. i are going to be in the minority Uh-oh. with that opinion because if you look at these episodes ratings on imdb 9.4, 7.3, and 7.7. I just want you to guess which ones are over nine. (laughs) No, they're good. It's it's fun. It's good. It's just, it doesn't, it's not, looking at the episode by itself, I have absolutely nothing negative to say about those episodes. Looking at those episodes as, as part of the overarching plot of the Book of Boba Fett, like, huh. This is this is different. I feel like they spent time with Mando, and I don't even know his real name. Just like like they pushed his story forward. It says it, it's just it's interesting. Is there if they do a, a season three for Mandalorian? Have they announced a season three for Mandalorian? I think so. Oh my gosh, I did not realize this. Eight D eight. The protocol droid is Matt Barry. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, no, so <sighs> they do a season three. You had to have watched Boba Fett to figure out, okay, where did he, where did, you know, Baby Yoda's back. He's got the Roadster Naboo Starfighter, which is awesome, by the way. I love that muscle car aesthetic to his <laughs> ship. Really cool. I like there's just all these little things that they just skipped on by. So if they do a different show where, like like a completely unrelated, like they do an Ahsoka show or or some other character, and Mandalorian or Boba Fett, like if they just start building this cast of characters and have this huge mythos, I think I'm 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 for it. I'm a hundred percent for it. It that would be very very interesting. It's what I thought they were gonna do with the Solo later. Uh, spoilers for Solo. 
uh, Darth Maul shows up <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay. They, they've they've hinted at this larger thing. I, I'm for it. I want to see that story progress. I'm totally down for more movies, whether it's another solo movie or just a different movie that expands on this. And and I guess in a Marvel cinematic universe type, type of way. And I feel like that didn't work out because Solo was uh, subpar. Thank you. It, look, it's the it's the worst out of how many movies have there been? Ten. Careful, careful. It's number ten on the top ten Star Wars movies. That's all I'm saying. I put it above the Ewok. There's a there's at least the 13. Ewok movies. <laughs> oh, they made new ones. They made anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, I feel like they're kind of doing that here. You have a couple seasons of the Mandalorian that spins off into the Boba Fett thing, but you still have. Mando and his character show up. Uh, we were doing a Soka show. They could do, I mean, they could do another completely original character and it didn't have it still build up, still uh, build an overarching story and mythos that could more easily branch away from the Jedi and whatever they're doing. Because I don't, I don't particularly care. No, I gotcha. And I, I was, I think I, I think I mentioned to a friend of mine, I'm trying to remember who it was, you know, Grogu had to leave. I don't think, I think Grogu always had to not be taught by Luke Skywalker or else he would just become another corpse in the background of a scene in a, in a newer star Wars movie as Kylo Ren kills everyone. I think that if they make it canon that Kylo Ren kills Grogu there, I think that that would, that would be interesting. I would like to see the fandom react to that. I like, I guess I push back a little bit. I mean, we've discussed how I don't necessarily enjoy interconnectivity like, I don't think it's needed. Not everything has to be a big interconnected cinematic universe, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, no. I don't know why we can't have self-contained stories. Like, I actually did not like Darth Maul at the end of Solo. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how it would have ended otherwise, you know, because they just decided to make up a plot line. Like, oh, yeah, we need to have the special fuel that only exists on this one planet. And it's the, you know, like, I think my big problem is, is just that I didn't need like the fact that Dinger. What is his name? <laughs> I already closed. It. I have no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, d- despite the fact that the Mandalorian shows up, I think it was okay. But I didn't need Grogu. I didn't need Luke. I didn't need Ahsoka. Yeah. I didn't need any of these characters to appear. Like, why do they have to connect every single thing? I just, I don't, I don't really like it. I mean, it's fine. I'm in the minority in that opinion. You're very much in the minority. Yes. So. Just, interconnectivity uh, is interesting it adds to the characters we don't have to wait like if they do another show and they and they're trying to hide somewhere having one scene with boba fett in it because they're hiding a mos Espa makes sense it doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be i mean he's sure. now he's now a big part of that part of star wars right so he he shows up cool you know bounty hunters show up and one of them happens to be the mandalorian Awesome. Cool. Like it's those little nods that I think people really, really enjoy. It doesn't have to be an epic crossover every time, but having a scene in the incredible Hulk where Tony Stark shows up and says, Hey, I, I might be able to help you with that. It's a small, like, Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, this is all we're acknowledging that these things exist. We're teasing things in the future. Like it, it works. It's, it's done very well, but that's not what happened here. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm arguing against it. I'm arguing for sure. interconnectivity. Sure. I mean, Star Trek's done it pretty well or did it pretty well in the 90s where you would, you know, you have a couple characters that are in episodes of TNG, then show up in Deep Space Nine and then show back up somewhere else. But they're, they're background characters. It's, it's more of like a, a bonus. It's like a little extra. 
it's fan as opposed service. to being a, it's a little bit of fan service yeah that would be the best way of putting it yeah like how they put o'brien in all those episodes i can't stand that uh, they put o'brien <laughs> in all those episodes uh just, hold on where's no, the just, mute I'm button just, i'm just kidding <laughs> look man poor o'brien I guess he gets all the, all of the worst things that they were like, man, we need something horrible to happen to somebody. And they're like, well, Cole Meany hasn't been the forefront of an episode recently. I guess we could trap him in his own mind for 20 years and have him slowly, slowly drive him mad until he kills his cellmate in this prison. He thinks he's in and then just send him home. <laughs> well, we could, could have his worse. daughter slip into a time vortex and then pop out 20, you know, 20 years older with no knowledge of anything. Hmm. Yeah, let's just take away the daughter. It could be worse. It could be Worf neglecting his duties, getting high, and <laughs> staring at a fire in the middle of his uh, quarters instead of being on the bridge. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be Worf <laughs> just sending his kid off to live with his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Deadbeat dad Worf. Good job. Good job, Worf. Yeah, good job, Worf. Son of Moog. <laughs> he's not even, I don't even think he's son of Moog anymore. I think he's of house, whatever. Who knows? We are off track. Are in the we? Weeds. We're in the weeds. Overall, I'm not upset about the show. I, I enjoyed it. The action was fun. Uh, yes, I have grievances about how they treated that character, but I am just one person. It's okay. Like I'm not. I'm not going to not watch more of it. I think it's very cool what they're doing with the Star Wars TV shows and the quality they are, considering the movies and the quality that they are. So overall, if you're a Star Wars fan, obviously go watch it. If you're listening to us, I don't know why you haven't seen it. That would be very weird. Very, very weird. You should go for it. Do you disagree? Worth the price of subscription? Uh, I'm, it's it's so hard with all the other stuff that's on Disney Plus. Because what you're doing is you're, you're really just filling Big Mickey's pocket. So if, you, yeah. if you're down for that, if you're down to support Disney buying up all the franchises and milking them completely out of any creative freedom that they once had, then absolutely, I think it's worth the price of subscription. You can also watch My- Mighty Ducks on there. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, absolutely. Watch the show. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Does anyone have any dissenting opinions? Does anyone just absolutely hate our take on this? Does anyone just completely agree? Let us know. You can always tweet at us, email us, sci-fi-wiseguys at gmail.com. Tell us better and or worse things that we can watch. Tell us where to take our opinions and what to do with them. It's happened. Did you, is this something you would have watched if we weren't going to do the podcast? I think so. My, uh, my wife loves Star Wars. Mm. So I think we would have watched it regardless. Yeah. Okay. So I probably would have eventually, I did wait and binge it all or tried to my recording. This episode was a pain. I had like a small window in which I could record and my ISP decided to stop working. And by decided to stop working, I mean a different ISP was putting in lines and cut my internet off Sounds about uh, for right. uh, just about 24 hours. So that was cool. And then it was like in and out. I'd have it for like 10, 20 minutes and it would be gone for 30 minutes. And then I'd have it for an hour and a half and then it was gone for, you know, another 45 or something. So it was, uh, it was a bit crazy. I'm looking, have they, I looked it up. I didn't see anything else announced for as, as far as uh, more Star Wars stuff that like as far as dates and stuff, I think the next thing they're teasing is the Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah, which I Kenobi. don't think takes place in the same time frame as these because he's dead. <laughs> no, he's not dead. He's, he's a force dead. ghost. That's a state <laughs> of death. I think if you're a force ghost, you're dead. It is scheduled to premiere on May 25th and will consist of six episodes. May 25th. Spoilers: Edwin McGregor, Hay- Hayden Christensen, Joel Edgerton. 
who will be making his second appearance on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Uh, and that? then Bonnie P.A.'s? P.A.'s? Joel Edgerton, he was um the orc in Bright. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he's been in other things, but <laughs> but that's what that's what we know. Well, of his, I liked so. I liked that. I thought I thought Bright yeah. was really good. Yeah. You said May twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth. Yeah. Also in May, on May fifth, we get episode one of Strange New Worlds. What a flex! Which I am. What a flex, Star Wars, Star Trek. Very much looking forward to. Very, very much. It looks like they've already renewed it for a second season. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Pro Star Trek. Do you have anything else before I b roll us out? I mean, you haven't watched it, but for the listeners out there, if you haven't watched Peacemaker, I'm looking directly at the camera, looking directly into your eyes. It's really good. John Cena has really impressed me with his acting. I uh, after Something after watching the Marine, I never thought anyone would ever say. Uh, yeah, like after watching the Marine, I was like, "There is absolutely no way this guy will ever act," and I was wrong. What about so. what is it? What about Twelve Rounds? You didn't you didn't like Twelve I Rounds? That, I don't know what that is. It came out at the same time as the Marine. De- Detective Danny Fisher discovers his girlfriend has been kidnapped by an ex-con. Okay, isn't that just the plot to the Marine? Yes. Hold on a second. Hold on. I just realized something. The Marine came out in 2006, and Robert Patrick was in it. Guess who's in Peacemaker? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Nice. Brother of, uh, what's his face? Richard. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Uh, his oh. brother's the lead singer of the band Filter. I don't know if you've ever heard of that oh, band. Oh, really? Weird. I... You know, they're one of those bands that you just kind of forget exists. <laughs> but anyways, if you have any opinions, if you want to share with us, or if you want us to watch something, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. Feel free to send us your suggestions. We will answer them. And don't use Facebook anymore. I'm just going to start adding that. I've officially deleted my Facebook account. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty well, nice. Well, congratulations, if I guess. The Zuck yeah. will not get me. <laughs> yeah, just Instagram. Yeah. which he owns so yeah no big deal <laughs> all right thanks everybody for listening watching being a part of it uh hope you enjoyed it and that uh we didn't we didn't uh, alienate anyone this time i guess just sand people but yeah. that's fine that's sand fine. persons sand persons stay healthy stay hydrated and um if a criminal syndicate comes to your planet to sell an illicit drug just say no yeah yeah don't get involved just say no just say no <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Bye. Bye. You should. Drugs are bad, okay? I, uh, I swapped out my casters. I swapped out the casters on my chair. Oh, for rollerblade wheels? So ro- for rollerblade wheels, and they're like a little bit taller. So I've had to slightly rearrange everything on my desk. <laughs> you fool. What have you done? Just, just by this little, <laughs> the littlest of bits, uh, which is which is fine. It all worked out, but it was just like, <laughs> so I need to move my... The last thing I need to do is I had it set up to where my monitor, like the middle of my monitor is right where my eyes are or like mm-hmm. maybe middle, maybe slightly up. And now I'm kind of looking down. So I've got to like, I got to change like this whole thing. <sighs> I'm so put upon. First world problems. Yeah, very much so. Well, my light's at a different angle and then the camera's at a different angle. You know, it is what it is. I hate when things change slightly for no reason. <laughs>
And in this case, I did it to myself. 